Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Paul, June 22nd, 2021, the Valley Oop. You think you're going to be telling your grandkids about that someday? Hopefully. Hopefully I have grandkids. Oh, yes. well, that, I mean, <laughs> you, you took that to a different level, but <laughs> point being, oh my God, the Valley Oop last night. DeAndre, eight and nine-tenths of a second left. Dude, I've never yelled so loudly in my life. My wife came out of the bedroom asking if something happened to me. It was amazing. And you know what, dude? I'm so fired something up. Something did talk. happen to you. Something happened to me. <laughs> something happens to me all the time. You know what's going to happen to me right now? We're going to let Zane Zor take us into this episode of Fan of the Flames, brah. Hi. Valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. Welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That is you guys by the fans. That is us. The intro music, like I said, of course, brought to you by the official rapper of the Phoenix Suns, Zane Zor. My boy, your boy, everybody's boy. As we all know, he's all over social media. You can follow him on Twitter, and you can see him on his website, zanezor.com. That's spelled Z-A-N-E-Z-O-R.com. You can give us a follow on So says Jay Paul. At Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA and Fanning the Flames. The solar panel. Wait, they're not technically on our podcast network, are they? Jam session. <laughs> Jam session. Uh, we're available on all pod forms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, dude. Let's yeah. let's let's get talk. into this. Let's talk yeah. about the let's talk about the value. Let's talk about I want to just start... the value before we go for the whole, whole hour no, on this uh... is... <laughs> stop. I know. Okay. First of all, we did less prep than we've ever done for this episode. So get ready to have a lot of fun but here's what i want to do and i and, and i said that only because you're already we're, we're trying to already battle to say what we're going to do but i'm just going to throw it out there because i got this I'm, I'm, I'm rolling up here it's rolling okay i want to start at the at the at the valley oop and i kind of want to work backwards through that game man okay because let's start let's start with what feels the best to start with let's start wait, on a high wait, so should we start with Marcus Cousins' technical foul that he received this morning? <laughs> Am I talking to myself? Am I talking to myself? <laughs> well, if we're going to work backwards, I'm just saying we should work backwards. I said Part I want to start. <laughs> I said I want to start at the Valley Oop and work okay. backwards. Okay. Literally my words. Okay. okay. So All right. can we do that? Yes. 
I mean, it was kind of part of it. Are we gonna? Are we doing this? Are we doing yes. this? We're doing this. You're not man enough to do this to me, Paul. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, you don't know what? Do you know what I just did right there? You know what I just referenced? Do you know what I just referenced? I'm blanking on it, but I reckon. Dude, recognize it, it was yeah. it was the Doug and Wolf fight. <laughs> when Doug told Wolf, Doug told Wolf, he's not man enough. <laughs> Think about that. Wolf played in the NFL for a decade. Anyway, Wolf. hey, let's talk about the Suns, dude. Yes. We'll start at the value. Yes. Bro. Okay. I just. I Perfect. Mean, what did you do? What was your reaction? Like, just tell me, describe your reaction. Don't reenact it. Cause I'm assuming it's loud. No, it, no, it was more like. Oh, really? You went quiet, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I went quiet. Interesting. Yeah. Not, not great. Not great for the pod. Not great for an audio format. But yeah, he yeah. just he he opened his mouth. His mouth was agape, if you will. Yes, but he looked kind of like Stephen A. Yes, yeah, that's what Paul did. Paul looked like Stephen A. See, I, that's interesting because I I feel like you would perhaps be more of the more inclined to be loud about it, and me being more of the my my chill self throughout that game uh-huh. would have been would uh-huh. have been quieter about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not loud, obnoxious, dude. I, I, I don't know how to describe the noise that I made, but it was loud and it was guttural. <laughs> and it, like I said earlier, like caused caused my wife to come out of the bedroom with, with serious concern, like something had happened to me. Like you said, Paul, something did happen to me. The value, but that dude, that was such an amazing, amazing, amazing play. Like what a moment. What a moment that was, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, from everything from that led up to it, that put the Suns in the situation to Monty remembering that that's legal from a random ass Suns game from mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. when nobody was paying attention to the team um, to you know, apparently DA not really fully knowing or trusting that what he was about to do was real. And then the Clippers not, not knowing, knowing either. And, and you know who else didn't know? The rest. Kane, Kane Fitzgerald. Dude, if you watch the replay, he comes from the far sideline and you can see his hands come up kind of around his waist and he starts making a little wave off sign looking at, looking at, uh, um, everybody's favorite ref, Scott Foster. Which thank God. I'm assuming you'll talk about later. Apparently Scott Foster knew that rule. Thank God. Um, but yeah, so Kane Fitzgerald didn't know the rule. Well, let's think yeah. about that for a second. It's a loophole in a rule. It's not a loophole in a rule. There's no, no rule. No, it's not. Yeah, there's no rule. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, you caught it in the air, basically. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it, it, it's a play. There's no yeah. rule that governs it. That's that's plain and simple. Yeah. So I, I'm just the, the, I, the fact that hold on the fact that the fact that I'm going to get on the refs a little bit right now. The mm-hmm. fact that you have a referee in a conference final game that doesn't know that rule a rule that 99 and don't get me wrong, Suns Twitter is full of a bunch of very smart people. We are very intelligent. I love all of us. We're super smart, but 99 of us knew that rule. Again, because we're super smart, <laughs> super smart, but 
we shouldn't know more than the NBA referees, should we? I don't think we should. Do we? No, we, we shouldn't. Do. We, That's a the refs. The refs clearly should know that, particularly after the 2017 play when that happened, where I thought it was a bigger deal back then, but clearly mm-hmm. it didn't permeate the rest of the NBA. Again, the Suns sucked that year. Does that you know? Yeah, we really sucked that year. Um, but one, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it hasn't been used more, if ever, since that one time. Right. Like, because, and it just, it just would seem that, like, particularly because, like I said, it's, it's not technically a loophole, but it is, it's a weird kind of quirk of the rule that, like, it's the one play where goaltending doesn't count. No, it's not because it's, it's not, not goaltending. <laughs> but there's no reason to tie it to a rule. I don't understand why everybody keeps tying it to a rule. That's like saying it wasn't traveling. No, it wasn't. But okay, you're not saying right. anything useful. I, I mean, that's I no, understand. I mean, okay, I'm being super hyper technical about it. But like it's goaltending. Let's 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 step back and not talk about like the technicalities of this because obviously everybody knows what it is. Let's talk about the play itself. <laughs> what was the most pivotal, the most integral part of that play to you? Integral? Jay Crowder. Integral? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was an easy one. Yeah. Dude, that I mean, pass was, to, that was to thread that pass in that between cousins and the backboard, and like he was like what maybe an inch off from the backboard at that perfect angle that Aiton could and time it so Aiton could catch it as he's coming around a screen like off of Booker's screen. And an and, and inch is I think like giving giving him like extra space. I think it was closer than that, dude. Like remember yeah. remember what it was. It could have gone so wrong. I want to say it was like three or four years ago in an NFL game, or maybe it was a college game, uh, football. They were measuring for a first down, and the Mm -hmm. ref couldn't tell if it was touching, if the nose of the football was touching the chain or not. Mm -hmm. So he took like a card out of his pocket and slid it between to see. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was playing card distance uh, between the backboard and the ball when, when Jay threw that pass, dude, that was when I saw that first last night, well, after it happened, I was just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. That just brings an entirely new element to, to that play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was so much that had to go perfect with that play and I'm, and it just did because it was a very, it's a weird spot to be doing an inbounds from, which Mm -hmm. didn't help. It was, um, you know, book was the decoy, which is crazy. You know, like particularly after like this this entire season, it's like okay, if we're in a close game, book's taking the last shot. It's just it's just a given, and it's going to be a hard contested pull up jumper of some kind that, for all intents and purposes, historically he doesn't have the greatest track record of. So for Monty to go away from that for book with a busted up nose to throw it throw a screen on um Zubach. Mm-hmm. It yep. just you know 
Well, and and let's 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 think about the let's think about the genius of the play because you brought up a good point, and that's and that's the the history of book being the one that's going to get that ball and take that shot, and the history of it being a tough contested shot, oftentimes because the other team is what expecting it, right? Because that's what yeah. the Suns do. Yeah. I and, and I feel like it was actually something that was brought up throughout the season amongst our you know offline chats, our group chats. You know, the idea of okay. Last second shot coming up, give it to Chris Paul maybe instead of Book. Yeah, and I think somebody might have said something along the lines of they'll they'll break that out later. You know, break out yeah. somebody later. Um, and and ultimately you look at it and whether that's by design or it's just by happenstance because of the circumstance of the play, right? Yeah. I mean, technically you had time for a catch and shoot, so you could have set that play up for Book, but you start to wonder. When yeah. Monty throughout the year is always going to book at the end of the game, is that by design? Because he's sitting there thinking, and when this comes out, when it comes down to it later in the year, teams are going to sit there and think this is that preference. This is this is our tendency. They're going to set up for that, and we throw something different at them. And that's one reason why. Um, who was the? Was it was Morris the other defender that was right there? Who was it? No, defending, Morris defending was book. Um. Now, whoever it was Batum. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. It was Batum. That's why Batum didn't move off of book's hip when he set that screen, because if he does, he's expecting book to flash out and get, get the ball and take that shot. Right. So he's not leaving him. So he couldn't leave right. him to, to pick up Aiton. And obviously Zubach couldn't recover in time. And the rest, as they say, is history, Paul history. Did did my diatribe? Did my narrative bore you? Paul's yawning, guys. <laughs> no, it did not. I and just, ladies, the timing was of poor. course. Anyway, okay, so you know, I'm almost hesitant to get into the next thing that I kind of want to get into, just because I'm in such a dang good mood about all of this, man. I don't really want to go down the path that I feel like we still need to go down, and that is. That is the officiating from last night. And to my thought process of working backwards from the Valley Oop, how about the phantom whistle that was probably, what, a minute 30 left, minute 20 left? Something like that, yeah. Book was driving, Beverly flopped like the uh, non- trustworthy person he is and and uh i believe it was kane fitzgerald blew the whistle knows it he just blew the whistle do you have yeah. any idea what happened there paul no but it's there were multiple instances in that period of time where, they, where you didn't like, know what I was, was happening no didn't know what was happening i mean i don't think the refs didn't because they yeah that's and, for and, sure like i mean they put in the, you know, that automatic review option in that in the last two minutes, and these refs used it. Like, were, were there four, five? They, 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 they reviewed like they every trip back and forth on the damn court. They might, they might as well have just like been like, you know, just play it out and we'll just watch it later and we'll tell you what we think. <laughs> like, that right. was kind of like, that's what it felt right. like. There's the, there's the out of bounds on book that, you know, 
in any other game should have been out on Beverly or would have been called out on Beverly, which it is what it is. But I mean, it wasn't the wrong, it wasn't the wrong, it wasn't the wrong call on review. I don't think it was necessarily the right move to, I don't think that was a play that should have warranted review. Like that's what review is for what, to make sure you got a call, right. If there's any doubt, I, I feel like that's one. And obviously they overturned it. So you, one thinks, okay, clearly there's a reason for there to be doubt, but for, for, to your point, from the practical perspective, how that would play out 99% of games is if somebody turned to that ref and said, review it, the ref would be like, nah, because yeah. that's how that gets called. And but, l- l- luckily, um, Pandemic P reared his ugly head and um, missed a couple free throws, which allowed the Valley Oop to occur. I mean, the, that entire two minutes was almost like it was orchestrated to steal the game from the Suns. Oh, yeah. Between yeah. the chaos of Patrick Beverly, the well, the chaos of Patrick Beverly all game, but the chaos of Patrick Beverly using the replays and in multiple instances go – did any of the those reviews go in the Suns' favor at any point in time? Um, there, was, there was the offensive foul on Book when he hit Beverly in the face. They technically reviewed the last rebound, the last out of bounds off McHale's miss, and okay. they upheld that for the Suns. So that was a big one that went in the Suns' favor. Okay. Great. I think he should have been fouled on that. Well, what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but you know, still won the game, so no. Yeah, no, no. The, the 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 constant reviews was insane, and it, it really all thirty three minutes. It all really, yeah, exactly. For the last, <laughs> what was it? Ninety seconds. Yeah, it all really kind of started with that Patrick Beverly flop and the Kane Fitzgerald phantom whistle. I mean, okay, we were talking about this before the pod. First of all. You don't blow a whistle. Like, if, hey, if there's a new strategy where, okay, if a player just goes down that has to stop the play, then you know that's great because there's going to be a lot of ways to stop fast breaks every fucking play. Fantastic. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, clearly, that's not the rule. What should have happened right there is Kane Fitzgerald should have said inadvertent whistle, and that's it. Because the problem I have with the play is that he blew the whistle and didn't make a call. And then they went to a review and decided to call an offensive foul on Booker. That's not how that worked. There's literally nothing in the rule book that says you can blow a play dead without making a call at all. Like, no, that's not how it, that's not how it works. They, they had spurious, malicious contact is what they came up with after the whistle, which was able to warrant the review. But 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 just but became no malicious contact, but, but an offensive foul. On but what warrants the whistle? Nothing warranted the whistle, which is the problem. Because that's that's my point. Is if he blew right. the whistle and called offensive foul right away, okay, fine. But he just blew the whistle and called nothing, and then mm-hmm. they walked around like a couple of idiots for about eight seconds, went over, and then called an offensive foul. Uh, I I've I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> like I, it's. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words. How there's a lot of that such, in that game, 
of that magnitude and have an officiating crew that is so inept. And can I say that potentially corrupt? I mean, a hundred, I sent a hundred tweets to these guys and they're not responding to me about their officiating. I, I feel like it's just, you know, falling on deaf ears. Um, no, there's, yeah, let's not even get into the whole Scott Foster, 11 games in a row, best friends with freaking Tim Donahue. Like, come on, like, what's happening here? But at the end of the day, dude, you know what's great is the Suns won that game. Yes. And you know, yes, they did. And that's all that matters. I, I, I will I will tell you that even me being the eternal optimist that I am, there is a point when I felt like it was it was a toss up whether the Suns would win that game. I felt like it was 50-50 at one point. Um, you're no reaction to that at all. Are you even listening to me? I am listening. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I had kind of relegated myself to the fact that yeah, this game's getting stolen from us. This is just how it's going, but. I actually didn't really care that much because let's think about everything that happened that game. The Suns also, this is something that hasn't really been talked about. The Suns didn't really play that well. Like they shot overall, they shot fine. I think they shot 50% from the field overall, but they shot, I think 20% from three or something. It was bad. It was, it was bad. So for everything that went on, the Suns didn't play well. Again, hasn't been talked about much, but Hey, why bother? We don't want to talk about that. The Suns didn't play well. The refs were wow. Um, and and everything that could have gone wrong, no, no CP3. Book gets headbutted. We haven't talked about that yet. Book he, was just off. All Book, night. Yeah, except for him. When we needed him, baby. Armani mode came in when it when it need when it needed to come in. Um, but all those circumstances suggested a loss. And the fact that we were looking, staring the, in the face of a very, very close contested loss was something that didn't exactly feel terrible. But then we win the game, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm not being just me right now when I say that. I'm like, I'm not being overly optimistic here. I don't. Not what's going to stop this team, dude? Who are you scared of at this point? Who's going to beat this team? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Nobody. It's it. I mean, anything can happen. I'm not counting chickens. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to go into every, you know, the, the Clippers have gone down 0-2 in the last two rounds. Granted, you know, they lost, they're out, they don't have Kawhi, but they finished off the last round without Kawhi. Um, you know, Paul George is still playing well, minus those two missed free throws at the end of the game. Otherwise, he had a pretty solid, really solid game yesterday. Um, you know, I don't really know where else. It, Reggie Jackson has been killing us, which is is crazy. I don't really know where else they get their points from, but they're somehow getting them. Um, I think we are the better team we are the deeper team we are the more balanced team and we're getting we are getting back our other all-star and they are not so i'm confident i'm not cocky um but i'm doing everything in my power to not look past the clippers to the finals and focus and not be like okay who do i want to play more but milwaukee or atlanta 
Yeah, I look, I get where you're coming from, and I get, you know, Clippers were down 0-2 before last series, but you know what? To do that I three mean, in a row is tough. <laughs> and and to quote to quote somebody, tell me if you know who I'm quoting, Paul. I've seen that movie before. Yeah. Because yeah. they said the same thing about the Lakers. They came back. They were down when they, what, every series last season, they won and won the title, whatever it was, right? We're hearing that. We're going to hear that. Like, it, it's always going to be, there's, the, there's a chance the Suns aren't going to win. But let's think about that statement right there for a second. I just said there's a chance the Suns aren't going to win. I mean, dude. I've never said that on this podcast. I mean, this is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is abnormal to be, you know, thinking from a front. We're weirdly front runners now. I don't know how to feel about that. It's been a while since we've been front runners. You you know, what's weird. Tell me if you get this vibe, uh, you know, along those lines. I feel like the the general consensus among the people the public is a lot of embracing of of the suns at least for you know the kind of the casuals or like the yeah. fans of teams who are not in the playoffs well i mean in the ratings uh, right exactly sure but but i i feel like the the same type of like endearment still isn't there with the with the the media folks with the pundits it's getting there we're getting yeah. there right but I, we're, we're getting it. Yeah. I mean, it's still, um, I, I don't think they know what, they don't know what to do with us yet. They don't know how to give credit to the guys that are there. Everything has to be couched in some way, which is annoying. You know, we had these two games without Chris Paul and the storylines for those two games were Chris Paul. Yeah. 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 And which nothing against Chris Paul. But Book did that. Payne did that. Mm-hmm. Aiton did that. Well, and you know, and you know what too? You know who'd be the first person to you say no offense to Chris Paul, but you know who'd be the first person to back that up or to say that same exact thing? Chris Paul. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and dude, okay, we haven't recorded since this happened. Um because it's been the last two games. But can we talk about the FaceTiming Chris Paul after the game, dude. Oh God. <laughs> after game one, when Book and Da are walking down the hallway, and you catch them FaceTiming CP, and you hear Da going, I think he was saying, "You hear, you hear about the eleven dimes? You hear about his eleven dimes?" <laughs> yeah. And I think I tweeted this. I said, "Like, dude, it was like hearing." a little brother bragging about what the big brother did to like the dad. Sorry, yeah. Chris Paul. Like, but Hey, look, he's younger than me. So I guess I don't really have to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, just the, the love on this team, man. Oh yeah. They and, definitely and, all like each other, which is great. And you know, team is another word. Look, I love this tangents all night long. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is I think that's the title at, of this episode, <laughs> right? Look at, look at the teams that are left in the, in the finals. It's or in the finals, the, the final four teams left. They're all teams, Co- cohesive units. I mean, yeah. I'll, I think there's one exception to that and you know, whatever, but uh, Hey, we won't have to worry about them in a little bit. I feel, 
Uh, I, I wouldn't even say that. I think the Clippers are a cohesive unit. They're way more of a cohesive unit than the Lakers. They're no, more fair. built and designed around. They're actually designed around their two stars. Look, Paul, it's a conspiracy against LeBron to bring him down. Okay. The yes. NBA wants him to fail. He tweeted it. So the NBA true. injured his hamstring or whatever, or his knee and AD's Dude. hamstring. Dude, that guy, that guy's gonna end up being like, like he that that a tweet like that is the first step towards living alone in a forest somewhere. In a van and, down by the river. Yeah, no, no, dude. Like that's too <laughs> that's too social. Like that's 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 like trending towards Unabomber level type stuff, dude. When you start like tweeting that out. <laughs> What else, Paul? Where do we want to go, man? What do we want to talk about now? We, we, we're working um, our way back. I don't really feel the need to go that much farther backwards well, in the game, to be quite honest. But. Should, we, should we talk about the guys who were who did star this game? Yeah. The two guys carried this game for us. For two, you know, Book was off. Book was like Book was their focus, this the, the Clippers focus. And not that they shut him down, but they made it very difficult for him. Well, especially since the refs, you know, called what before well, his five fouls were offensive. Yeah, dude. The, and the one, his second, I think it was the second one, right? Or it was the first or a second, <clears throat> excuse me, the one under the hoop. But, ooh, yeah. I, again, one of those where I, I've never seen I don't anything think he was like even it. like touching, physically touching the guy. In one of them, no, he, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He was going up for a shot, and the guy right. backed up. Basically, it was it was wild. Right. But last night was full of those, obviously. Yeah, but it, in the absence of books superheroics that we saw in Game One, we got a couple other superheroes show up. We had, um, you know, Da, who has been showing up all playoffs. You know, he is earning whatever the hell contract they give him this offseason, and it is well deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my only hope is that he does he takes this and realizes, okay, this this is what I have to do against every team, not just the good teams. Uh, this is what I have to do against the Sacramento Kings. This is what I have to do against the Orlando Magic. See now, let so me I, let me hold on. Let me stop you. Let me stop you because I I, I want to point out that you're you're assuming that he doesn't already know that, and his performance isn't based on what the team needs and what the team is game planning for. It's an assumption that you're making, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. As long as that's clear. well, I mean, but there's there were clearly games where he coasted during the season like recently or are you telling me like early 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 in the season when people were insanely talking about trading him because people are people yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> um jeez oh, sorry to mean to touch a nerve there jeez <laughs> breaking news paul does not like people <laughs> no i don't <laughs> moving but, on um Moving on. But yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he was, he was great all game. I mean, he was, he's pretty quiet in the second quarter, which I kind of wish they had fed him more that, I mean, I think that's also just one of those things that I think frustrates a lot of Suns fans is when he has it going and the team doesn't feed him mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, DA scored 12 points in the first, first quarter. He destroyed them. Okay. 
let's do it again and let's right. do it again and let's and do let's, it again let's but now in, not do that in, yeah instead it's he doesn't take a shot in the entire quarter it's like that's working let's break it <laughs> exactly but you know but in the second half they did take it back to him and i mean he ended with 24 points uh 13 rebounds and then obviously the game winning shot but i mean the other guy the other the guy who really pace this team was campaign i mean the last two games you know 18 assists and one turnover i mean 40 points i think something like that yeah campaign yeah no it's been 40 points over the last two games Um, no 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 it's yeah more than that isn't it hold on i'm looking it up I'm looking it up. I'm going to keep saying I'm looking it up until I'm done but looking it up. I do know that I do know oh, that 18 to 1 is accurate, which is, you know, a pretty good facsimile of a Okay, yeah, never mind it was 40. Personation of uh Chris Paul, you know, cuz that was the story of the Nuggets mm-hmm. series was how efficient he was and how few turnovers he had had um in that series where he had some crazy number it was like 68 or something to three or some stupid ass number of like assist to turnover. He, over he was, series. he was at one point 56 to three or 56 to four, which was the first time that anybody had done that since he did it like seven years ago. And he was like 58 to four, but that was during the regular season. Right. So yes. So, yes. Let me ask you a question along those lines, <laughs> unless yeah. you're not done. If you're I'm not done, done, you can continue. I'm okay. done. I'll let you, I'll let you talk. I rambled campaign. Yes. His future. Yeah. Do you think he can be Chris Paul's heir apparent in Phoenix? I don't maybe not even heir apparent, maybe just heir. I don't know. I mean, it's let me, let me ask the question in a different way. First, do you think that's the plan? For the Suns, do you think the Suns are planning for campaign to be the heir to Chris Paul as the team's point guard? I wouldn't be surprised. Fair. I mean, I guess, but that comes down to like a lot of questions. I mean, like one is like, what's he going to command in free agency? You know, and will, is it a number the Suns are willing to pay? Um, you know, particularly when they have to resign Chris, when they have to are probably going to extend Aiden and Mikhail this summer as well. That's committing a lot of money. That was really weird that you called him Chris right there. Yeah, I, it's I, weird that I, I was it, literally, I'm like, Chris, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like Marquise. And I'm like, well, the son's is named Chris. Well, like, oh, I, I Chris feel Paul. weird saying Paul, I'm just saying Paul. Cause my name well, is Paul. I feel so. like, I, yeah, I guess I just always call him CP, so it just flows for me. Yeah. Anyway, go on, continue. Um, so yeah, so Sarver's going to be shelling out a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it, I guess a lot of it comes to like what is the number, like what's the number, what's the years? I mean, I don't want to do a Kelly Oubre situation where it's a two-year thing. I'd like to get three years, just to because I think that affects bird rights and things of that nature. But they do have bird rights. I think they do have bird rights on him or early bird rights. So that's what match, I think. They, I think they I saw early somebody bird tweet rights, that they have early. They have early bird rights, which means they can um, sign him, but it's a it's a capped number. So if he gets a free agent offer that's higher than that, I mean, 
more power to him get 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 that bag because he but I don't want him to leave the Suns. So that's interesting. So if if you have early bird rights, you yeah. have the right to match up to a certain amount. Is that is that what my understanding of that right? You have the right to go over the cap to sign them. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why I said to match. I'm thinking like restricted free agent. But you have the yeah. right to go over. But that's so that's capped at a certain amount. So what you're yeah. saying is. The team swoops in and goes, "Hey, we'll pay him more than that." Then the Suns aren't going to be able to go they, over. They the cap physically can't. Right. It was like I think it was like a similar situation. Like I think I want to say it was like Demarcus Cousins when he was on the Warriors because he signed a vet min or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could only if they were to re-sign him, they could only sign him for so much. Gotcha. Hmm. Which well, I don't know. I, I, I saw a tweet recently. I have no idea who said it, but I, I just recall having a sense of calm and um, uh, security thinking that there's a good shot that campaign will be back next year. I can't remember who said it or what was in it, but I just remember having that feeling. So I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to live with that. I'm going to just have that be my primary focus when it comes to his future, as far as, you know, money goes. But you know, I, I, I asked that question because you know, I think a lot of people obviously have been well very pleasantly surprised by what campaign has done for the team this year, filling in very, very well, obviously, as the backup point guard. And I think a lot of people are sitting there going, thank God, we finally have that backup point guard. But James Jones was on Gambo and uh, Burns and Gambo uh, not too long ago, a uh, future show to be known as Burns, Gambo, and Espo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe. Um, but anyway, um, he was on there. And the, the way he spoke of campaign, uh, it, it was just, it came across to me like that's a guy that he sought out and saw as somebody that could be groomed and almost kind of conveyed a, we're, we're thinking that's going to be, you know, a, a, definitely a path that we can go down and see how it you know plays out because obviously there are going to be a lot of different moving right. parts, but you know, Still if he continues on the, if he, yeah, if he continues on the trajectory he's on, it's right. not an unreasonable thing to, to, to believe could, could end up being the case. And at the very least, we know that if, if he does stick around with the team that we've got a, a fantastic piece there and I'm going to, also, and I'll let you you talk because I know you want to say something. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, a couple things. I want to get us off of the topic of like the future stuff here because, dude, let's come on, let's bring yeah. it back in, bring it back into the now. Enjoy the moment. If you got a little more future, go, and then we'll go back to the moment. We'll go back to the moment. No, I, I don't think I don't think it's well a little bit of its future. But the the one thing I want to jump to in the past is what's somebody brought it. Somebody else brought it up on Twitter today, and it, I. I know we signed him for the bubble, but the only reason we signed him for the bubble was because Rubio had COVID. Hmm. Because the only other point guards we had was Javon and um, I don't even know who else we had on the team. That was a point guard and we had some, but they weren't good. Um, Since Javon's the only one still around. Yeah, but um, that's really the only reason we brought him in because we really needed somebody who actually knew how to run an offense. And then look at him now, you know, setting his career high in points and assists and everything in game two of the conference finals. Yeah, but 
to the one thing I did want to say about future fit as a starter, since you asked about that, is just the one thing that's great about Chris Paul is his complete control over tempo and pace Mm -hmm. and how he knows when to push. He knows when to pull back. And that is a very, very unique trait that I don't know if any other point guard in the league has. Right. You know, is very, you know, like only the greats have it. And even like the new greats, just because of the way the game has changed, like Steph isn't that type of point guard. Lillard's not that type of point guard. Um, but like one of the things that makes Cam great, particularly in that bench role, is he is, for lack of a better term, a whirling dervish. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets on there, he he's fast, he's shifty, he goes downhill. He's not, you know, he is, you know, he does have vision, obviously, you know. Cause he's, you know, given, got the, this a pretty good assist to turnover ratio, but at the same, but it's not that, you know, controlling every moment of the game. He, he, he's almost like, it's almost like he's like the, tell me if you're, this is kind of the path you're going down. It's almost like a change of pace, almost like a third down back in football. Right. You know, yeah. right? you bring in, you bring in a little shiftier, quicker guy that, you know, can catch the ball out of the backfield campaigns are, Shifty, quicker, downhill, hey, run downhill. Yes, yes. He's he's the Suns version of Darren Sproles. Yeah, I like that. I like which. That. I mean, I'm not saying he, you know, obviously he's grown a ton, you know, from being out of the league to what he's doing now, to truly solidifying himself as a player in the league. And who knows where he'll be in the next few years? But when he like, because I think he's only just now kind of getting into his early prime so i mean who knows but you know and at the same time you know as the rest of the guys develop around him around book you know and aiden and mikhail and whatnot you know it could work it's just a slight adjustment maybe books the one who takes over more of that pace and control stuff as yeah well and and it's funny when you were talking about the the way chris paul controls the pace uh, and really, you know, the speed, the tempo of the game, I, I was thinking about book and how he's so good at playing under control, playing quick when he needs to playing fast if he needs to, but not out of control. I mean, think about how book has grown even in, in that downhill kind of role. You know, he mm-hmm. knew that guy reckless abandon on a break. Right. Uh, and, and he still does that, but he seems to be almost, you know, like a, controlled chaos as opposed to back when he was younger he was always that downhill guy on the break too but i felt was a little more uh more more inclined to be out of control um but yeah no it's uh, what a time to be a suns fan i feel like that's what i just constantly go back to man constantly go back to yeah i mean it's i'm definitely doing everything in my power to enjoy this season and i wholeheartedly am you know, everything about this at this point is gravy. Whoa, whoa, what? Huh? It's a weird I mean, thing to say. <laughs> don't you? I know. Like, I feel no, like we, you're just we, like, we, like we exceed the expectations. Hey, Paul, don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get happy on the farm, buddy. Don't get I'm happy, not happy on, the on the farm. 
You just said everything from here is great. Did you say, didn't you just say everything from here is gravy? Yes. Doesn't mean I'm happy on the farm. I I want you to shift in my expectations. I want you to, I want you to expressly take that back right now. (laughs) Say it. Okay. Please. I'll take that back. Thank you. I feel better. I needed that. I needed that for my psyche. (laughs) Don't need that juju floating out there, man. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Anyway. So, Paul. Prediction. Game three. Chris Paul's going ham. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean... He's had extra rest, yeah, hung out with the kids, sleeping in his own bed, you know, made a TikTok. You want to you, you want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory that came to my mind today? Speaking okay. of speaking, of, uh, you know, it must have been, you know, uh, in tune with LeBron. Whole COVID thing is just a facade to just get Chris Paul to not play so he can rest and and get that shoulder fully healthy. The Suns just knew that they were going to roll through the Clippers because because it wasn't enough time being off because the week. they, they wanted an extra seven days and they wanted yeah. extra time. Mm-hmm. I, I can work with I can work yeah. with that. Yeah, I can work with that. Yeah. I want to know who administered the tests, uh, who who reviewed the results. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that okay. Sorry, I'll I'll stop now. That's just well. Did, did did you see? Did you did you listen to the post game solar panel yet? Ye- yes, I well I've listened to some of it. I don't I didn't get through the rest did, of did it you, because did you get I to kept... the chart where Lissy was talking about he wanted Chris Paul to come down from the rafters like holding his like fail or past COVID tests. <laughs> No, but I, Jesus, that's amazing. I, I, I mean, that would be an entrance. That would be an entrance. You know, the one thing that I'm going to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll step back. I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm not going to start counting those chickens. I, I feel like I've done enough counting already on this podcast. I don't need to count them anymore. Do I? I don't think so. No. Um, so, okay, you, you said Chris Paul is going to go ham. I won't necessarily disagree with you there, but I'm talking results. What, what, what's, the, what's, what's your prediction for the game? Are you picking the Suns? Are you picking the Clips? Why, are we, why am I asking you this? Obviously, I'm picking the Suns. Yeah, so me too. And, and, and that, that actually works nicely because I want to segue. I, th- 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 I think the, what, the, the Clips took um, – I don't know whether what, what adjustments the Clips have. They, I really don't. I, getting better at basketball that's the adjustment they need at this point because i mean they they've they if you throw beverly on booker fine who's covering chris paul mm-hmm. reggie jackson mm-hmm. yeah or you know well, i mean then it's, somebody then somebody else is gonna eat it, you it, know it it, there are no signs that would indicate it's gonna get any better for the clippers at this point no. I, I just still can't get over talking so confidently about the Suns. This feels great. This feels fantastic. Yes. Um, I, um, anyway, so you won the finals. <laughs> uh, no, hold on. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to segue into one gripe that I do have though. Okay. So not with Scott Foster, but so, in, something else. And look, man, I'm done. I'm done with Scott Foster, man. I, you know what? I Hopefully said my piece again. I said my piece a lot last night on Twitter. Uh, didn't, 
was off Twitter for a few minutes. Couldn't say my piece until Twitter realized, oh, he's just complaining about Scott Foster. He can't be wrong. This is cool. <laughs> anyway, um, but Nugget series, you know, I went to two of the games in the Lakers series, right? Yeah. Nugget series was we were primed to have game five tickets. Didn't uh-huh. have this series. I'm primed to have game five tickets. <laughs> so that's my one gripe right now is I'd really want to go to a game, but you know, they keep winning, but Hey, I'll take the wins and just go to game two of the finals, which yeah. is right now. I, yeah, as far I'm, as I know, my next scheduled game. I'm, I'm saving my money for a finals game. I think I'll, I might try to aim for game two. Yeah, that's Hey dude, that's where I'm going to be. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, I mean, hey, you'll probably have way better seats than me because I, I can only afford so much. <laughs> getting, getting, getting ahead of ourselves again, though. Getting ahead of ourselves yes. again. Okay, so let's 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 start winding down, man. Let's 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 finish up this episode, and let's finish up this episode by talking about something that I think you should tell us what we're going to talk about because I've got draft. the draft, <laughs> dude. <laughs> The draft lottery was the other night. That was cool. Yeah, it didn't care. I had no idea. <laughs> it was, it was great. On. It was great. I didn't care. Apparently, Ben Wallace has gray hair now. Yeah, I saw some of the reps that were going to be there. I thought they were kind of weird, but they're always kind of weird. And Swin Cash has my new favorite gift. What's that? I will send it to you after the after the show. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm looking forward to that. But um, no, actually, the last thing I, I want to mention about the Suns is we need to give some props to Cam Johnson. Dude went five for five and actually really like kept us going at a time when it could have gotten away from us. Dude, I look. I love Cameron. I just love that kid. I, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep laughing because I say things and I'm like, everybody knows this. <laughs> all I'm doing is just reinforcing everything that everyone already knows. I love all these guys, but no, Cam, Cam Johnson, dude, he's a guy like we talk about. He's comes into the league immediately under a microscope because everyone's panning the pick. First season shows that he was not a bad pick then starts showing that, in fact, he was a good pick, and his game is continuing to develop. I mean, his his defense is underrated. That's a guy who I'm very excited to see continue to grow because, you know, he's an older player because he came into the league as an older rookie, but I think there's still a lot the, the lot that's there to, to continue to develop. And, again, looking at the core of this team moving forward, man, there's, there's so much to be excited about. And you say – bring up cam johnson first time we've talked about him on this podcast we've mentioned book barely we mentioned jay just talking about the past but dude there are so many guys on this team even we didn't even talk about books nose we we i touched on it briefly let's talk about books nose dude is he looks like doug funny he does look like doug funny and it's it's crazy because like at first like you see it you see the cut you're like oh you know it's it's cut. It's bleeding. Yeah, I thought it was. Just but dude, cut, that thing just like, blew up as the game. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't realize how much. Like, I was kind of surprised when it came out and it was packed because, yeah. like, I I saw like the blood here. I thought it just like split here and it's a area in the nose that bleeds profusely. Obviously, as we are aware from yep. a previous Suns guard having a similar situation a number of years ago in, I believe, also the Western Conference Finals. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but um that it was packed too was interesting and then yeah it blew up and like then you could clearly see how i'm surprised we didn't get a uh, update as to the status of the nose today yeah as to, like well, he wasn't on the. I mean, he wasn't on the injury report. They published right. Well, report. I mean, he's going to play. I think it's just more a question of like, and I think he's probably going to wear a mask. But like, if it was broken or not, so no. Yeah, were, yeah. I guess that's a good point. That. They wouldn't put like a simple update like that in injury. <laughs> book book update: wearing a mask, not on the yeah. injury report. Good point, uh, dude. I, 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 I for one want him to if he wears a mask, and this is like relevant to nothing. I really want him to wear like something that's like a black mask or something. So he looks like fucking Batman. I wish they I don't could be allowed to paint them like freaking goalie masks in like hockey. You know, like go out, get like some Mr. Cartoon or some other tattoo artist to like airbrush some like crazy like sun's design onto it. And see, I feel like it. book would be like more like subtle. I feel like he'd go with just like a, a like a matte black mask. Yeah. That's what I would go with if I. That's were, probably if, what he'll have. If I were as cool as Book, that's what I would do. That's what I would yeah. do. All right. Yeah. Well, dude, man, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. I love. I know this, this is so great. I'm being so unproductive. I. Don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Paul. just being unproductive, man. <laughs> I, I I I feel like that's what everybody's doing, dude. I can't after these games. I can't. I was up to like three a.m. I texted you guys at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Again, sorry about that. Hey, if the rest of you guys are listening, sorry, my bad. Totally didn't realize it was two thirty in the morning. But yeah, uh, production's out the window. But dude, this is fun. This is outstanding. I love the energy in the city too, man. I get asked about the Suns. Like people in my office in my office building know I'm a Suns guy. Yeah, I get asked same. about them. Uh, I was wearing my book Moss Point jersey out to uh, Zoyo. Zoyo Arcadia, shout out. Love that place. Uh, <laughs> was there and this dude just started chatting me up about Booker and Suns. Asked me if I knew anything about Moss Point. I'm like, no, bro, but I'd be sweet if I did. I mean, it's it's great, dude. I, I love the energy in the in the city, and this is this is a son's town, man. When when it wants to be, um, it's always there. Sometimes it lies dormant. It's loud right now, and it feels so good. It feels so good. Man. So, any final thoughts, Paul? I feel like that was pretty. Solid, I, I mean, I, so I, this better be good if you have something. I'm gonna be in Idaho for the next two weeks. So I'm just Solid. hoping I have some way to watch the games. <laughs> We're in an Airbnb, and that's always questionable of wow. like what kind of I'm, access you have. I am on vacation for almost the entire finals. How about that? I'm here though for games one, two, and I get back the day before, uh, if necessary, game. game seven. Yeah, so nice. I I accidentally planned it perfectly. When when, when is the finals? Theoretically, supposed to start. Game one is July eighth, I believe. I believe it's July eighth, tenth, twelfth, fourteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth, and twenty third, twenty second. Wow. Okay. Look that up and let me know if I'm right, and we'll wrap up this episode of Fan of the Flames. How about that, Paul? I was just looking up when I was going to be back in town. So Okay, um, I don't think anybody listening <laughs> no cares, cares, so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of Fan yes, of the Flames. Please. If by some miracle of God you're still listening, 
uh, as Paul and I went through our travel plans for the last three minutes. Thank you for listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day y'all die. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day y'all die.